We're starting once again cold because I, I have introduced a new intro song. Ooh, what is it? Uh, um, It should be the song that was the song ah, of yesterday. We'll come back to that. That um, should be our theme song. Absolutely. No? What's that? 50s white men. What's that? I don't think our podcast represents early white men in their early 50s. So the music should reflect us. Although I do love Sweet Child of Mine. This song just sounds so good in the Thor movie, though. It does. That's because I watched it. It's about last- the context, I think. Everything's related to a Marvel movie. Is it the other one from Guardians Honestly. of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but the, the songs are really good with that. Mm. You don't, but the rubber band man, we've been playing for like four years now. What's, what are you doing? I have to I have to figure out what level I want to sit because right okay. now it I literally am looking. I can't see you unless I go you up can or down. Change the arm of the microphone. There, most of these songs I get from Marvel movies or shows. It's true. I'll send a couple. Let's Please send do. A couple. I um, enjoyed this song yesterday. What? Right, you did? So, right, so, Listen. Oh it grew my on god. Me. It grew on me. So, I could not. Let's let's start with this and and the the first half of this podcast is going to be more vulgar than it's ever been before. Turn it off. Mom, kids. turn it off. Turn it off, mom. Earmuffs. Pause. I, my my filter of sometimes content is <laughs> I think of Jason from the library. <laughs> Like I love how, Jason. how does he listen? And I'm guessing he's not listening when his kid when he's driving his twins around. <laughs> Jason, well, if you are, not. change it. Stop. Stop playing immediately. Stop, stop right now. So um, I just want to know how you came across. Hang such on. Things. Okay. Because he's a freak. I well, I'm learning this. <laughs> I, I got. I got. Uh, I got some good answers, and I think Bethany, you might have hopped in when I asked yesterday. Why do people do playlists? Um, oh, like you're paying Spotify or whatever to serve you songs you like. Why do you need? And I have then playlists. I, peop- I have yeah. Why? I have playlists for when I'm having friends over and like whatever the vibe is. Yeah. I have a playlist for when I'm cleaning. I used to have a sex playlist. Uh, yeah, mom, I told you to turn it off. I used to have a sex playlist. I don't anymore. But yeah, like it's more like I. It's one or the other. I enjoy listening to. Streams of music or like mm-hmm. procured playlists because mm-hmm. then I can discover new music. But if there's a certain song that's like a vibe, if mm-hmm. I like want to be able to go back to it mm-hmm. quickly and like curate my own thing, then I make my own playlist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like if I'm working out, I need songs that are a certain BPM. So then I make a whole playlist of like songs that are the same speed because I don't want to fluctuate oh. while I'm on the Elliptical. I, I'm so unlike anybody else. Granted, most people listen to music, I think, when they're driving. But we all have relatively short commutes. I think it's more like a difference between if you're listening for pleasure or like just just listening to listen or if you're listening for a purpose or with a purpose. I imagine you would have a horizontal mambo playlist. <laughs> I got nothing. I I, I totally think you would. It I, would be full of the weekend original stuff. Right, but yeah. I I don't I I don't listen to enough to make playlists. Uh, if I if I do flip on Spotify, which I rarely ever do, yeah, um, I don't pay, so I just let it play. And 
I am someone who enjoys the silence. No, that is not a Depeche mode. Well, because you're in here and you probably have to listen to audio all day long. Nope. Oh, well. It's just you, huh? It is silence. In fact, some things I do listen to, the last things I've listened to in here, actually earlier this morning, I Mm. flipped on the Batman soundtrack. The most recent one. Yes. That was good. Yes. And then a couple weeks ago, I found out that there was a new Nas album. I love Nas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that. Liked it. Don't know what the hell he's rapping about. Has no relation to anything in my life, but I like it sonically. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't go looking for new music. I flip around my my Sirius XM, um, and I listen to a lot of talk Talk. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what it's like to... Be in a mood to listen to something. When I go to the gym, there's a uh, a DJ, Marcus Schultz. I every week he puts out a two hour mix, and I listen to it. And I go back and listen to different ones, and that's, that's my cool. stuff for the gym. Yeah, I I think it's for me it's seasonal too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I listen to certain playlists at mm-hmm. different times of year, and. In general, I listen to music way more often in the summer mm-hmm. than I do in the winter. Winter is, yeah, more like podcasty stuff, talk stuff, interviewy stuff. And then, like, in the summertime is when I'm, like, in my vibes. Like, you ready to list- turn up? Yes, like, listening to my music. <laughs> like, I put it on at home. I put it on, like, when we're outside. I put it on in the car. Like, yeah. I'm the same. I have a playlist for when I it's the summer and I have my windows down and I'm driving to Michigan for something and I want to listen to like Foo Fighters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have that kind. I have every vibe that I'm into. I have something for or right. I can go to a curated playlist. So sometimes I go. I may not make one, but I mm-hmm. go to it. So today, ironically, I, that was one of those days. So I went to the um, <laughs> Millennial Party Anthems playlist. Yeah. So would you get like party party rock anthem? A lot of people. No, like DJ Sammy, and you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. So I was, I was in it, like early two thousands, late nineties, dance club hits. It's been a fun day. Remember months ago we talked about that dance channel I found on Sirius, that was all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love Mm -hmm. that. Um, I kind of stopped listening to it because it got repetitive. Sure. Um, the most Most of them do. The most, and that's why people curate their playlists. The most music I might listen to is, and I haven't doing haven't been doing a lot of puzzles lately. I listen to a classical station out of New York. You said that I, we talked really? about that. I do, and you know why? Because I cannot concentrate on something like writing, being creative, whatever mm-hmm. it is, when there's songs with words. But there's hmm. so many other like. Do you not like lo-fi or the fuck like, is that? It's it's your, it's something you would hear in like a hair salon in New York City, right? Or like, like at an art gallery in like New York City. It's like chill, a vibe, like chill, chill yeah. kind of jazz. But there's some hip hop beats in there. But it's only in, it's like yeah. study music for yeah, me. Yeah, I know the the the. I do like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I listened to the Chill channel on Sirius XM years ago, mm-hmm. and then it got a little bit more up tempo and I moved away from it. But there's just something about classical that just drives me. And also, I appreciate the hosts and mm. their, their soft voices and mm. kind of explaining the music. The quiet storm voice. <laughs> I love a good quiet storm voice. Yeah. You guys don't remember Alan Allman in, on 100.3 WNIC no. in Mm-mm. Detroit. I would say a great portion of, there's probably a great portion of young, no, young millennials who were created to the voice of Alan Allman. 
I'm and sure. I, that name sounds very familiar. Like, I feel like Gurky's talked about him before. I also don't think there are any pictures of him, him on the internet. I don't know. I know every, like all the people in Detroit radio that I listen to work with, blah, blah, blah. No, exactly. I don't think Alan Allman is a thing on the internet. In fact, I thought there was all these kinds of like mysterious rumors and conspiracies because he was on the air at night when no one was in the building mm-hmm. and all the stations weren't together at that point. Like, is he a, is he a man? Is what music gonna... was he playing? Fucking music. Oh, like oh. like boys to men, I'll make love to you and That's all that Brown. stuff. So we call that the Quiet Storm. Did you guys have the Quiet Storm station back home in Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah I we love had the, that. I love the Quiet Storm. But this was all, this was this like you've heard of Delilah, right? Delilah was a syndicated version of that, oh, no. and it's 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 pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Alan Alman was the scope of everything, but I liked Quiet Storm on, mm-hmm. on Power ninety nine. I flipped it on at ten o'clock. Quiet Storm on ninety three point one and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they you can go and find a Quiet Storm playlist. So Spotify has like a number of Quiet Storm playlists that have those kinds of artists. So it's like a nostalgic. I just kind of it, playlist. It, it, when I want to do that. I'll just, and I don't ever listen for a long period of time. I'll just I'll just like search Jodeci on Spotify. Mm. So are you gonna tell us how you discovered this? Yes. Yeah, because I'm dying to know nasty, where it came from. The, like my, I am my own living algorithm for so many things. <laughs> um, I have created the algorithm of songs that I like and the and the order I jump to the stations on my my Sirius XM. The <laughs> only radio frequency I programmed into my presets. On my in my car is is us the station Q105. The rest is all my serious channels, and I I bounce around in a certain order. Um, and I the most genre I have would be hip hop stuff, mm-hmm. even though I got rid of the Eminem channel. Um, so there's the hip hop channel on 43. That I forget what that is. Oh, that's that's the LL Cool J channel, which is incredible. Nice. It makes me feel so old when Jay Z just want to love you comes on. Oh, mm. so good. Um, but then the channel after that is like the hardcore hip hop. And I find myself liking that more than Alex. What we talked about last week, how music kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. That's the heat on on series. I, I don't like it a lot. But every now and then, I come across something I really like on the the straight hip hop channel. Um, and I, I heard this yesterday. I'm gonna turn the microphones oh, off. And God. here we go. She got a little bit of stomach, but that's okay. Uh, she gonna let a real nigga eat. I appreciate a woman with a whole lot of cake. Uh, baby, that's a whole lot of shape. If I die, then I die, baby, right in my face. Uh, I'ma rhyme, I'ma run your waist and no, don't real tight while you do it. Twerk like lizard when you ride to the music. Got a little bit of stomach, but that's okay. Uh, she gon' let a real nigga eat. I appreciate a woman with a whole lot of cake. Uh, baby, that's a whole lot of shape. If I die, then I die, baby, right in my face. Uh, I'ma rhyme, I'ma run your waist and no, don't real tight while you do it. Twerk like lizard when you ride to the music. Hm, I'ma spread your whole booty while I eat it from the back. Hmm. Need a whole meal, not snacks I'm a nasty ass nigga out of date, that's facts hmm. I'ma lick your whole damn crack While a nigga eat the pussy girl slob on a nigga hmm. Climb on top of a nigga Turn it off, turn it off You so filthy freak sorry. You- <laughs> So I, I heard that yesterday And I was like, first of all I love his voice, I love the flow that he called it that he called it Lizzo is something. I watched the video where there is a woman in there who makes Lizzo look like thin and super fit. I did look up the music well, video because I was like, if this oh, has a music, a music video, video, oh yes, oh my god, oh, yes. you looked that up on YouTube. Okay, I was listen. I listened to it again today, and he called it Lizzo, but then he says you got a little bit of stomach, but that's okay. This isn't offensive because I am also in this genre of women. We have a lot of bit of stomach, like not a little bit. Yeah, it's not so a little what are, bit. What are you? What are you referring to? Because there's a difference between like an Ashley Graham and a like Lizzo. a little bit, like you had a big meal, or like 
you know what I'm saying? But it, and then but then you go in. He goes in and he seems. It sounds like he just doesn't quite care. So I, yeah, I'm uh, getting I'm getting the vibe that he just doesn't care. Look at the Instagram as well. Oh my it's god! Big black girl. BBWs. Oh Listen, my god! If that and everybody deserves love. So I mean, I'm not. I'm listen. I don't know what I would be categorized as, but, but that's what you're into. You, that's what you, you're into. You are, you are Bethany size compared to the woman that this dude has in the video and on his Instagram. You know what though? You know what I appreciate? I appreciate the fact that it wasn't in a derogatory sense. No, he loves these women. Like it was very, it was vulgar. How can you say let me okay, eat listen, your, listen. eat your? Where's the beep? So listen, I can, like, it's, <laughs> it's very vulgar. <laughs> However. <laughs> I feel it feels it still feels endearing. Stop like it's it. endearing. Stop. It's like I'm, I'm this, telling your mother. No, this is just it's just it's what he likes. You Coochie. know, that's great. Yeah, he you know <laughs> he wants to get a little freaky, but a it's bit in of a meat. respectful way. <laughs> Extra meat, please. <laughs> a little bit of cake. A, woman, a lot of a lot of bit of cake. A woman with a whole lot of cake, baby. That's a whole lot of shape. If I die, then I die, baby. Ride my face. Oh, I, so I've heard that a lot. Like if I die, I die. Well, yeah, because you're gonna suffocate under. Do you remember <laughs> a couple there. years ago we talked about how we? I, I brought up the fact that I've noticed that Cardi B like opened the world to to women huh. being like this like mm-hmm. th- it was there Missy Elliott didn't do stuff but Cardi B like opened it's up it's not in the closet anymore right Cardi B like opened everything up for this and freaks are freaks ha- live it up i can only imagine Cardi B being blushing listening to to this man's words i am blushing right and i don't blush and i think are you saying cardi b opened up like the talking about freaky stuff for women okay because i was gonna say because lizzo opened a completely different world yeah. like, right lizzo did, did she you know she identifies as an exhibitionist really she does she identifies as an exhibitionist i would not get that. so that's why she's naked all the time hmm. Hmm. Anyway. i feel like she's naked all the time she, Lizzo's naked all the time. She will but lift. Not like naked. Not not like naked. Well, like she'll show some not ass like cheeks. Naked, naked. Well, it's not naked, naked. <laughs> Underwear but not required. There was like a Lil Kim here and a Foxy Brown there. Mm. And then, but we, have, we Trina. Always, Trina, yes. Mm. But it was like sprinkled here and there. And Cardi B like leveled it up. And then we got like Megan The Stallion and all these other women. Some of it was Cardi are... and Nikki. Nikki, Nikki had something yeah. to do with it too. So when did it do it for you? Was it when she said, I want you to touch the dangly thing that's in the back of my throat? Was what? that when Cardi B did it for you? Oh, God. She, I can't. Like the dangly thing? Do you yeah. know what that's called? In the back of my throat. I don't, yeah, <laughs> What's I don't it know. actually called? It's a, um, your, you ta- know. your tonsils? No, the dangly thing. Let's be educational thing. Do you have a dangly because... thing? Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, We all do. We don't have, we don't have Adam's no. apple. No, it's the... The dangly thing. Those are your tonsils. No, no. The, your tonsils are... I'll are look it up in the back of your throat, I'll but look it's it up. that like thing. I have coffee breath, otherwise I'd open my mouth and let you observe. It's called a uvula. <laughs> it's the little you fleshy hanging ball in the back of your throat. Uh, it's part yeah, of the soft palate. One. Listen, I I'm all about education. I want us to be educational Where's on the, the show so because we, we have our bodies. ruined it with that song that you played. And it was so timely to hear it again at 8.15 this morning. Oh, my God. I li- quite literally it's, was look, like... It's, it's got a good beat. This is me. 
it's too early for this. I passed that around all day long yesterday. Uh, I cannot. I cannot with you two. To who, who did you pass it to? Everybody. Gurky sure? wrote it down. He was like, "I'm looking that up." Stop oh it! Like God. he just wanted to play it for Jill, his wife. But oh, he's trying I, to have I a think good it's hilarious. Weekend. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. It 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 it. Uh, you know what? I that, don't think any music can offend me. Like I don't. I don't get offended by music. That's not like. I bet Thomas would like it. I just think it's funny. It's it's the juxtaposition of like the content, the backbeat, and then the I da 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 that like sounds like an Irish folk song to me. That just I can't just I can't take it seriously. What, what was this? So another sexual door fetish door was opened six or seven years ago. What was the song? And I forget. I think it might have been a female artist. Maybe it was Janae Iko. Uh, eat that booty like groceries. Yeah. Oh, Janae. Eat the booty like groceries. Like that opened up. That's the whole, a good song. That it is. That mm. opened up all the ass eating. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess Listen. beyond like porn. Right. <laughs> that's like, what you're into. That's, that's what you're into. That's what that was when it was okay to talk about it, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I do it," and people are like, "You're disgusting," you know. Yeah, I don't. I suppose. Mm. But yes, that was yeah. Janae. Yeah. Great she, lyric. But... She she has another song out. Um, with her referring to her cooch. Oh. Um, not fairy. Is it fairy? An oop? I don't Is know. Is it? Uh... Anyway. Let's let's move up from that. Um, Can the kids bit... come back now? No. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah, we'll move it back. No to... kids allowed today. We'll move it back to PG-18. So, Bethany answered, but I'll start with the, the body part for, first. So, my friend texted me... Uh, so she and Josh went to go see an anime movie last night. Mm-hmm. I told her that Josh... I'm like, yes, I am aware of Josh's interest in this. Mm-hmm. I watched him buy at Comic-Con a couple years ago, like an anime porn book. She's yeah. like, it doesn't need to be porn because the knockers on this thing was big enough. I'm like, did you just say knockers to age yourself? So first things first, do you, do you have names for your knockers? No. No, they're just boobs. Okay, my boobies. Uh, all right, well then we can we can go back to to PG thirteen here. Bethany told me that she calls a couch a Davenport, and I wanted knockers made her sound old. I wanted to go, know words that make you sound words you say that make you sound older than you are. Older or younger? Older. I don't think I say any words that make me sound older. Whippersnappers. Um, sugar honey iced tea. Like a phrase. You know, you know the phrase. Yeah, you know the phrase. I don't know that. You don't. No. What's the the take the first letter of every word in sugar, honey, iced tea? So say I stub my toe and I'm like, sugar, honey, iced tea. Oh, that's like when the old show when we used to say, see you next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Funny. Um, I, you know what? I do have one. I and I think some people, it would come across as condescending, but it's actually not that. I would call a lot of people dear. Oh, that's not old. You know what I can't stand is when people, specifically older men, call me kid. Mm, I'm not a kid. Well. I'm not your kid. You can say ma'am. I prefer ma'am over kid. Don't call me kid. I bet every single one of them thinks you're younger than what you are. I'm sure because I have... Young features. I'm a, a tiny person. <laughs> 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 and I have short people problems. Short people problems. But don't call me kid. Mm. It just, it comes off condescending. I um, know. I don't know. I don't think I have one. What is your, does your mom say any old words? Like, I, I. She my, calls a bra a brassiere. <laughs> brassiere. She literally said that the other day. Pocketbook. 
has oh, your, yes. Uh, and she doesn't say pocketbook, but she does call a bra a brassiere. And, um, oh, God, there's some, oh, mom has a lot. My... I don't, my mom and dad didn't really have any. My 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 dad's mom, Grammy Weisberg, the sweeper, which was the vacuum. <laughs> oh the yeah, sweeper. Pick, pick your feet up. I have to run the sweeper. And then the other one was she used to call jeans dungarees. Yep, I've never heard of that. Dungarees, um, dungaroos, pantyhose instead of oh. tights. <gasps> mm-hmm. uh, I do have one that I or just I hose feel like or I, hosiery. So I feel like I sound old when I say this, and I never used to say it, and I actually used to hate it when people would say it. I call my friends my girlfriends. So, like, if I was telling somebody about Bethany, I would say, you know, Bethany, one of my girlfriends works at TSA. I Yeah. I hear more women use girlfriends than saying friends. Yeah, so I do that now, but as younger Alex thought that was like, I don't have a girlfriend. <gasps> yeah, and I get weirded oh, out by I get weirded I, out I was by young and immature. But I don't know why. You know would, what I mean? Yeah. I don't anymore, I've I've, and I've been doing that for years. I'm like, yeah, my girlfriends, you know? I have a girlfriend that does that, and if you if you assume I'm referring to a romantic partner, eh, whatever. Yeah, I usually just say friend. Any, I don't even specify anything that Mike and Betsy say that shows no. their age. No, not really. My mom embarrassed the hell out of me one day in the grocery store. No, in like Target, and I was younger. I was like a teenager. We were buying summer flip flops, so we were getting our summer flip flops for the season, mm-hmm. and mom was like Alex you have enough thongs I'm like they're called flip flops mom <laughs> it's not a thong yeah. thongs are underwear and that's back when thongs were really popular we had my our, mom like, used to call them thongs when I was our, little like, what were those stores rave and deb mm-hmm. and 3L something where you yeah. would get where there would be bins of thongs for like 75 cents and so I was really embarrassed do you remember whale tail no do you? No. It's what you'd see when someone had their thong up way up high coming out of their pants. I've never heard it called that. Yeah, whale no. tail. Never heard of that. Huh. Um, it's weird that, to go back, it's weird that she would call them thongs because they actually make the sound flip-flop. But yeah, there but are thongs just, in they, between your toes. There's a thong, yeah. you know, and mom's old. And I think back it was in the what they, days, called them. they were called thongs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were thongs. I was horribly embarrassed. I'll never forget. Um, my many people want to change jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people. We last last couple of years. Yeah, I have to um, congratulate and illustrate um, how she did it. My friend Mary from the Blade, um, the food editor, who she would tell me that I would tell her that she's shutting the lights off in that place because a lot of people have left recently from the Blade. That she was gonna be the last one there because mm. she's. Mary's maybe mid fifties. Mm-hmm. Like she's got no reason to leave. Just you know, right. sail into retirement. Um, but she is leaving, and she is going to the Jewish Federation. She's not Jewish, but she's pract- She's way more than honorary. What? She's way more Jewish than I am. What is she gonna do? Uh, I don't know. It's something like community relations and something, but not like a job that is pretty standard. This is, and this is why this is, I wanted to talk about this. So, Mary is way more Jewish than me. Um, she is so involved in the Jewish Federation, um, always volunteering at events and things like that. And I guess she had applied for some other jobs there in the past, but she's so deeply involved and, and woven into the fabric of things. They made a job for her. Oh, and oh she, cool. She took it. 
Um, it's similar to how I got um, worked into the Ability Here. Center. Oh, yeah. Now, they just use me like they, they pay me as an independent contractor. They, the JFED, made a job for Mary. And this is, this is the way to do it. Um, I'm guessing she compartmentalized her job. Still, you know, did a solid job, turned in her articles, blah, 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 but took all of her emotional energy and, and put mm-hmm. it towards Jewish Federation mm-hmm. and they made a job for her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best way to go about getting out of where you dislike working now. Well, th- that's actually how I stayed where I'm working now, you know? Yeah. I was there and I was in a position that I was ready to move up and move on from. But I was really, in, I'm really invested in our mission, in our work, and I've really established myself. And I had created a reputation for myself so much so that they were able to hear me out when I pitched, "Would you consider me for this type of role? Your organization, like our organization, mm-hmm. has a need that is continued to be unmet. And with the market and with the trends and how things have been going, it would be the perfect time to start doing this kind of work." And I'm ready to move up and move on, and I don't want to leave. And it helped that there were other organizations that were seeking me out. Right. And I said, I don't want to take up anybody up on these offers. I'd like to stay. And so they created a position for me. That's that's along the lines. That, that's a step above um, job coach or somebody, professional coach once told me, Travel every last route at your job Mm -hmm. to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, go beyond your normal biases Mm -hmm. um, and do everything that you can to make it work. And in your case, you made it work to the point where they you created a job for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the next level of that. And then once you travel down all those roads and and you've honestly to yourself done that and it's not working, then you can leave happily. But it's it is as people. Even as you can jump job to job now pretty easily, but those are more like hourly gigs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as anybody who's tried to take another job, Alex, you might know what this, you do know from this process. Um, even if there's a job posting and there is some urgency to that job posting, it will still take weeks. Yes. We, like it takes, yes. the process is so long. So go through it if you want. But it, it's a lot shorter to see if you can make where you are work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than going through that job process. Because you you might think you're the perfect person for the job. They might love everything about you and say, we're all in. And then, as Alex might have found out in some ways, well, we need to wait for the budgets to clear. And that's mm-hmm. in the next quarter. <laughs> so right. the job is yours <laughs> as long as they don't just In three close. months. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's so imperative to make where you are work. I think it take. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think there are also like certain sectors or jobs like I know in development where I work like turnover is crazy like Mm. people are constantly moving around they'll be someplace for five years and then they'll get up and move around and I just I've never understood that like I've been at TSA 15 years I if if you're working somewhere especially in development like you're fundraising you're raising money you're you're deep in the mission of an organization if you're raising funds for them how is it so easy for you to get up and move? Like, that's what I, I haven't understood. It's like some of these people that like job hop and I'm like, money, are you getting? Probably. Money. Yeah, but like. Maybe they stop believing. You're probably not in it for money because, well, I mean, some, some, I guess it depends on where you are. But a lot of the positions are with nonprofits. Nonprofits are never really going to have a lot of money. But I'm just like, how how do you get ingrained in the mission and really feel like you're making a difference in five years or less? So I feel like, because there's so many, I personally, I think 
at least now in 2023, so 2021, 2022, 2023, a lot of moves are being made for financial reasons, like Absolutely. Not, being paid, not being paid enough money. Benefits too. And benefits. I have heard, and I I was not aware of this, so my, org, my position is development. It mm-hmm. is community relations, so it's what Mary's doing, it's what you're doing. And um, I did not know that some nonprofits at least on there. I mean, I did know this, but I didn't know. I don't know how strict some people are. Some of the organizations or nonprofits, especially the larger ones, are very strict on their development people. Like, you need to, you know, last year you made this amount of money. This year you're going to have to make this amount yeah. of money for us. And, and it's like, how? In a community full of other organizations also receiving money, our pool of donors is only so big and right. so it's pressure i think that's and culture i think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why people will will jump so quickly as bethany talked about with people in development jobs but to go backwards for just a second i i think some people might leave because they don't align with the nonprofit's vision anymore mm-hmm. there's a new totally di- understand there's a new director like yep if gurky retired and the next person came in I mean, nobody's going to replace him. And it could be somebody who has completely opposite ways of right, going. absolutely. And you just say, look, I love TSA, but I, I'm going to go. We don't align. Uh, philosophical differences. The other thing is, I think it might be easy, and you, you can explain this to me, but I've seen it with people that I know. Um, you have cultivated relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's probably pretty easy if you were like, I'll just use a humane society. If you were done with it and you told the humane society and they were looking for a development director, that you could take the people that you get money from over to them. Boom. Well, it Isn't depends like on it. It can be a no-no, and it also maybe they don't have an affinity for pets. Well, wherever like, you go, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, you you take yeah. those connections, and I think that's part of the value that you hold 100%. is how how big your community is and how how well known you are. I just think. I mean, I, I'm probably a special circumstance because I'm an alumni, and I'm like I've been there over half my life but I really feel like younger people and it could be financial reasons I feel like more people are bouncing around jobs Mm -hmm. than really digging in trying to like establish themselves working through things um, because it takes several years I mean I don't think until I was 10 years in did I feel like I had my shit together you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it took me a really long time to feel like I'm also a female. I'm Mm -hmm. young. Like, I think it just took me a long time to feel like I had enough foundation that I could speak up and be authoritative and, like, hit the ground running with what I was doing in my position. Um, I just, I think people need to give it time. Like, if if there's a, a, you know, cultural situation or anything like that where you feel like the environment is, is not good for you, that's different. But if you just feel like, well... I don't think it's working or it's more flippant than that. Like I encourage you to stick it out and try to figure it out because I think it's, it's more meaningful to have that longevity at a position. I think it helps with relationships and I just think it's worth it. If you can, some people are also less likely to look internally and reflect on what they're adding to whatever there is making them unhappy in their job. Mm -hmm. And as an example, like, you know, somebody may leave and they're like, well, I just don't align with this or I don't align with this culture or this new person. And it's like, well, what do you align with? Because it seems like you align with toxicity and right. you might want to address that. Uh, you know, what I mean? you can stay if you would have taken the notes or taken the feedback and applied it. 
And you're you know? just going to, it's the Taylor Swift syndrome. You're just yeah. going to go somewhere else and the, the problems will follow you because you're, you're the problem. Um, your 20s are tough. Like you, everything you said is, is right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so community minded when I was that age, but we grew up in kind of a different time and Alex is not. People who are younger now, there are far, I think there are far more meaningful causes than less selfish, superficial things to chase mm-hmm. for a career. Like if you want to make a difference, there are plenty of places to do it. Mm-hmm. And again, you might not get paid well, but the purpose and cause might be satisfactory for you. I, I'm going back to Perrysburg in March for another career day. Oh, it's February. That's development day. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's teacher development day. And- like my big thing that I said last year and, and it will never change is do your goddamn fucking homework. And then some. And then some. Yeah. Because don't don't deal with what I did. And I, I, I'm a survivor, but there are many people my age or whatever who thought that radio was smooth sailing for the rest of their life. And then, you know, Napster came along. And, and then radio companies buying stations and the bottoms dropping out came along and staffs were cut by the, the thousands. You kind of have to predict the future, but you can a little bit by doing your research because I don't want you to get into something and get settled. And then all of a sudden they start cutting people because what you do is far less relevant than ever before. I feel like I will like die on this hill. And I've we've talked about this before. A little bit about like my, I don't think we've ever like openly talked about my trajectory into where I'm at now. But when I started, I was in a lower level position and I would, you know, I really, again, I really bought into our mission and the leaders that were doing the work, I really appreciated them and I listened to them and I sought them out for things outside of my work. So I would have conversations about things that weren't really related to my day-to-day tasks, but maybe related to something we could do in the future or an idea or something to improve, you know, things for our clients. And I would internally, I would have coworkers that, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why you're doing too much? Like, this is just too much. You're doing extra stuff. Like you need to stop doing all this extra work. You know, and then I kind of excel into like a community leadership position um, very quickly, like within a year or a year and a half. And it's like, why they pick her? Why did she get that? Why? That's not fair. You know, and still like the the bickering and the opinions. And and then, you know, you do the extracurriculars like you do your research, you do your work and then some. So my and then some is what then got me to where I'm at. And it's like. Other duties as assigned. Uh, not even other duties as assigned. <laughs> like just, it, it's like when you're in high school and they're like, make sure you join like groups. Make sure you join causes. When you go to college, make sure you have extracurriculars. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be like a group or whatever. And make sure you're doing like volunteer work and all of that because it's not your traditional work anymore that's getting you noticed. It's everything outside right. of your traditional work. It you show, know? shows your passion and interest. And I, I was like that. Now, I have been... I'm less inclined to hear the pay the interns discussion because that's a case-by-case basis. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. maybe the value of information they're getting and experience is far more than getting the money. But then that easily does segue, I will more listen to the classism um, that comes into that. Like, 
maybe they can take the unpaid internship because they don't have to work like someone who else mm-hmm. has similar interests, but they're coming out of North Toledo and they got to go to work. They got to go take care of the house. They can't do the unpaid internship. So I'm more cognizant of that, but I will raise eyebrows quickly when somebody says that intern needs to get paid why they're sitting around watching no if you're doing actual work there's a there's a line like if you're doing someone else's job and it's like like i would let people do stuff for me Mm -hmm. um i don't look back and go yeah i I had them do too much um uh like if you want to set up stuff for the show or whatever cool but they were doing like 40 percent um like imperative, helpful experience that they were getting. But at some point, I pulled them away and said, now you're just going to watch. There, it, it, It's case by case, and it's delicate. But I think one of the reasons we all get along is we love what we do. We have these mm-hmm. passions. So we will. it's not asking us to do more because we want to do it. But again, I know that some people are unable to for certain reasons. And I hope managers and hirers will understand that within people. I saw something the other day that I thought was interesting. I'm curious what you guys think about it. There was someone talking about um, how much she loves her new employer. And she did. She was like, you know, I left this employer and I came to this employer because I had this benefit, this benefit, this benefit, and this benefit. So great. Like you weighing out your priorities, pros and cons, and you chose to leave. Great. One of the benefits was that this specific employer paid people based on their life. And so she said, and she described, and this like blew me away. And I'm like, this is kind of problematic. So if we were working in the same place, Bethany and I were working in the same place, maybe even all three of us were working in the same place, doing the same job. Bethany would get paid more than us because she has a child mm-hmm. and she has needs. Or came from a different neighborhood? No, no. Like a lesser neighborhood? Uh, like you give her more because she's, she's harder off? Well, I think this is very treacherous. Very. That's what I thought. I was like, this is not good. And they were, this is such a great idea. And they pay people based on, you know, their life. And I was like, so then I, I, I'll use myself as an example, like kind of average, don't have a ton of like outlying, I don't have kids, I don't have, you know, any of that. So then I'm going to get paid less, so I'll have less of an opportunity to actually build the life where I can have right. kids. And, you know? W- right. Well, but I, I could, good in theory, ridiculous in practice. Because yeah. I, yes. could, I could see your output of spending could be the same. Because while you're making less, Bethany is paying more for that kid. Correct. But then you could throw the seed at somebody. Well, maybe I maybe I shouldn't go get that Plan B, so I can pay a little bit more. But, but Alex, Alex could be a single person yeah. trying to live on their own, and I could have a spouse that makes a bajillion dollars. So right? Income. Why now, would I need to make more? You, would you know have, what I mean? You should actually, if they went with that ridiculous plan, you should have to factor that in and go. Well, your spouse makes one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars, so we're going to pay you thirteen thousand. It, it, it's some kind it's, of. It's sketchy. It's, it's a, ridiculous. It's, That's what I thought. It's somebody who has a thinks they had has a brilliant idea. They think they're progressive. <laughs> kind, kind of like you, you like you, this is going to set the world in. This yeah. is how everybody looks at Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse right now. Like it sounds cool, but you can't do that. Although, my, like I get it, but then where's your motivation to work harder? Right. You're just going to want to go home and have more kids. Right. <laughs> and pay transparency is a thing now. So like people yeah. are sharing what they get paid, you know, for the sake of helping helping the next one out. And it's like, if I find out Bethany gets $15,000 more than me, 
I'm gonna be pissed and I'm gonna say something about it because yeah, it that's who work. I am. This this goes this goes back to n- me. And I've never had this discussion. We, you and I have never had this discussion. Um, so I, I'm going to say that I, I'm not 100% versed in it, but I fucking hate any kind of affirmative action. Um, I I am a pure meritocracy person. I want, I don't care if your ass is on you. I don't care if you eat ass all day long. I don't care if you're Mooney Walker. Why do we have to go back to that? I don't care what you are. I, I, I will expect and want people to get paid based on the merit of their abilities. I, and you, so get, paid or opportunity? Both. Okay. Both. Like I, I want a total meritocracy. Now I know you can't do some of that because of some extracurricular things, but I mean like opportunities. Like I'm not hiring a black person because we need a black person on staff if yeah. they're not if they're not qualified. Now, if it's like they're ninety five percent qualified and the white person is one hundred percent qualified, we can have that discussion. Mm-hmm. But and I don't and this is where I think I'm well versed enough with affirmative action of any kind mm-hmm. to talk about this because you potentially set that person back who you gave the opportunity to mm-hmm. you set them up to fail because they were some type of minority so that sets the whole fucking thing back well you have to make sure that you have a work culture that is built to support that minority right. that's coming in and just because you hire them doesn't mean they're going to be successful and the and the, you have you have to provide some tools to allow that person to be successful you can't put it all on them when you don't have a workplace or a work culture that is that is built for them to thrive. That's why. I, I, that's why I wouldn't even hire them. We ha- well, but in some cases you do need to have that kind of hire. One because nowadays qualifications are beyond just your work experience and your education. Sure. Qualifications could be like what kind of life did you have? What were your life experiences that helped shape you? Because those things you're going to bring to the table. Or your community impact. Y- if you, you know if you it, are yeah, a spokesperson yeah. or you're your visibility is in a community or group of people that you're trying to reach. That's important. I included that in my 95% number. I'm sorry. But all, all things being equal, like I would never, I wouldn't to your point, Mm -hmm. I would never hire somebody who wasn't qualified enough knowing that I was going to train them. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the thorny world that we're we're in now. Potential. You include potential in qualifications too. someone's potential to do well. No, I want to, Pure goddamn meritocracy. You're either qualified or you're not. I don't have time to, to bring you up the speed. So that, so that, that's. Oh, wait, pro- hold on. I'm sorry. Poten- yeah, yes, potential. I look at it as like an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like we drafted you because of your potential. Mm-hmm. But I will put that under the same. I don't care what mm-hmm. color you are. If you have more potential, yeah. um, but I'm not going to train you to check a box. Well, in some ways, though, unfortunately, that doesn't always align because there are still businesses and organizations that are predominantly white, predominantly white boards, predominantly white leadership. There's no people of color, no minorities, no LGBTQ. So you have no voices and you almost have to be a little bit selective in who you bring on for the next opportunity because you need the representation. And I know that like, like I know that can make white folks like want to pull their hair out, but you, you know, unfortunately, you do have to. It's an investment. Make an intentional effort in bringing in a minority voice when you don't have any anywhere. Mm-hmm. It depends on the organization. Sure. 
Disagree. Why do I need a bunch of white people on the TPS board for representation? That, I'm reversing the representation. Mm-hmm. Depends on your business. Do you want a bunch of, let's say we own a sneaker shop mm-hmm. in, a, in North Toledo. Let's say you had a board. Mm-hmm. Do you want a bunch of white people there? No. Uh, not a bunch, but you should have some. Why? You saying, so are you saying that then that that like board or that business is run predominantly by black people, and so like no, that's who you serve. I think you should represent who you you should have repre- representation of who you serve. Are there places with too many like old white men? Absolutely, what? but there are also probably a lot of places. That's who you serve, and you don't, you don't want to serve anybody else. But not all. I, I, I feel like we are so, like, I mean, sure, there's predominantly white, predominantly Latino, predominantly LGBTQ areas, but there's, you're still going to get Eric that might have to come in, or you're still going to get me that comes in. La, or... La Escuela. <laughs> they don't need any white people or black. They don't, they don't need any white people. You want to, it's who you serve. That's why, like, when we went to Woodward, we were out of our fucking place. They just didn't want <laughs> to hear from they us. They didn't want to hear from me either. They, I, like, right? <laughs> like, like, bitch, leave. <laughs> like, for what you do, sure. like, yeah, it should be diverse. Because the the people without homes and in who are in poverty, like, poverty knows no ism. But it, up it until, like, last year... I mean, right now our board is majority white, our leadership majority white, like, and it's been like that for years. And, and with that, and while we had, we have attempted, I mean, it's not like we haven't tried, but right. you know what I mean. Well, and, we have the same. So we have the same problem. Like African Americans in education, like teachers specifically for younger grade. Yeah. No, like I never had a black teacher very, ever. For very the few African Americans go into education. One probably because. It doesn't pay very well. Mm-hmm. And so when when all these people are coming at us like, you know, you need to hire black teachers and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We're trying. Right. Like the pool, no, the pool of, of candidates that. is is slim. And that's just across the board. You're like, where they Everywhere. <laughs> We're trying to do the same here. Like oh, Dana, Dana wanted to diversify and hire some right. to sell K100. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's just no dem- demographics here. Uh, to talk TSA, I don't know what your board is, but I, and I, maybe you guys have this, but your board should be literally like a spectrum of all the colors. Because and it kind of is. Who you are. Mm-hmm. Because of who you yeah. are. But right. again, I go back to like, if, let's say Sheena's like, hey, would you ever consider, and Sheena would never ask this, but would she, let's say Sheena would say, would you ever consider being on the TPS board? And again, she would never ask that. The, the, the ask would be, could you offer some consultant insight? Could you offer some insight on a mental health project, something like that? Because I should never be on the TPS board. I think you should. No, I, that, 100% yeah, I would think, think TPS you should. would definitely Me, need diversity. Out, like outside consultant or help? Uh, Straight advi- up board member. Advisor? No board. I don't belong there. I think you do. I, and I, yeah. And I, I have noticed this about you for some time because there are times when you bring me in and you're like, they don't want to hear from me. And I'm like, yes, they do because you're not just... A white man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you I've come from, your from a, you come from a, board. you come from a neighborhood that a lot of our kids come but from. You t- like TSA is different. And again, I go back to the Woodward example. I just advisor, yes, board, no. Springfield, well, why? Springfield, I because while I have experience and I have a lot of touch points, mm-hmm. my essence isn't who these kids are. And you, you know what? Um, who, when Sheena was in here the other day, 
I said, describe to me, our listeners, who are mostly like us, and she knows who we, who we talk to, describe to them who the TPS kid is. And mm-hmm. it's the kid that's got to get home and take care of his grandma because, you know, his dad might be in jail. And this isn't all sure, of them, sure. but this is a good enough example. And I don't know that. I don't know those people well enough. I can offer fundamental insight. That's why advisor, board, no. Springfield, TSA, different story. I just don't think it's that black and white. And mm-hmm. I feel like you're almost doing yourself and these boards. As an example, I feel like you would be doing the board a disservice by saving the seat for someone else because you could add so much more value than that person. That You, you know, know what I mean? What if that person was you? I still think that there's things that you you can relate to these youth and these kids in ways that I cannot. Like, I, I truly believe that. Well, and that's where we go back to merit. Like, literally, let's look at the re- let's look at the resume and the potential. But I'm I, to go back to how this started. Mm-hmm. Some places can just as bad things. You can be all white. Like all you do is serve rich white clients as a lawyer. Like that's, that's you don't need more representation than that. But for what you guys, for what you, absolutely. Who are you serving? Who is your who? Sure. Who is your? It would be like let's see, let's say Mooney Walker applied to be a DJ on Q105. Not sure how that's going to go over with uh, the audience that we're trying to serve. Or, <laughs> well, or he's Kate. talking about eating booty. Yeah, but part or of Kate that, would... too, is, you know, ancestral is not the word. But, like, you're just perpetuating, like, when you don't rough things up and hmm. change stuff around, there's there's no growth. So, like, yes, I could see if the majority of your clients are a specific type of people and that's who we serve, so that's what we're going to do. That's fine, but... Then where's where's the growth? Where's the evolution? Where's the you bring in a younger version of those people? Yeah, but then again, everything is unto itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I just I do feel like I get what you're saying, but I do think that sometimes, and I, because I've seen it, sometimes you just have to. You just have to bring in somebody that is different than you. Maybe you know, maybe it is like an all white business or an all-white area but you might have a a gay person there like a a person that's in lgbtq you might Mm -hmm. have a disabled person or disabled people in that neighborhood and you're over here like not creating accessible things like could you imagine so i just think that there are times where you have the same candidate and they have the same qualifications but one candidate has one thing that's different and then they get it and, the, and it wasn't your fault. It wasn't that person's fault that they were white. You know, it, it's yeah. not. I have literally seen grown white men lose their shit over this conversation. So I appreciate the conversation. But it's like, I understand that it's frustrating. But we have to make sure that we are doing all that we can to have some differences. Like some mm-hmm. differences at the table. I, I think of chopping people in half for city council so that we could... <laughs> exactly meet the percentage of who they represent in Toledo. Mm. Like, we might have to cut Nicomives in a third because that's the proportion of LGBTQ in mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. But we can't cut people in half and, like, Frankenstein them together. But then if Nicomives brings in more LGBTQ people because of what he's doing on the right. city council. So people would move to, to the city of Toledo because he's there? 
Well, because if the people city felt is, like this was a uh, more and more gay friendly, yeah. more more Grinders Coffee, you know, downtown and bring it out to right. Westgate and something. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, you're right, and and that's where you know, like that's Bethany, what I mean. You're not going to grow a business if you're only focused on serving the people that you already serve. That's not how you're going to grow. But there are people that don't give a shit about growing their business. Absolutely, They're doing what they do. So I understand. Do I understand. Live your life. If you're if you're comfortable and you want to keep going, where you're, then do it. If so, it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's not going to change. Hold on, let's hold. Literally, hold that thought. There's a bad accident. Oh no. We have an accident with three lanes blocked, 75 southbound right after the state line. The injuries has the crash with the left shoulder open. We have an accident with three lanes blocked, only the left shoulder is open. 75 southbound after the state line. That is your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Um, so, okay, you can go. Our headline for today's podcast should be not suitable for work and then uh, work advice. <laughs> not suitable for work, the first half, second half, how to properly run your business and get ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, Available for consultation at uh, buffnerbansky <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Anything else fun to wrap up with other than a little bit more Mooney Walker and the ass eating? No more Mooney Walker and the ass eating. <laughs> uh, what's the latest with Thomas? Thomas is oh, Thomas is good. He's work, I'm getting ready to go snag him in a little bit. Um, he's great. He is recovering. He's moving around better today. Uh, he, is he sore and achy? He is sore and achy, but he's better each That's day. So crazy. And he's like, I don't know. It, it, his outlook on life is just like, his disposition is perky. And it has been since Wednesday, where I'm more like... You almost died! Right. Yeah, like when he came home, I could not control my, like, Right, because you're thinking sobbing. of all the things that could have been. I could not control my sobbing, and I was like, you would have died if you were not in that seat belt, in that seat. And um, his disposition is perky and, okay, let's do this. Like, uh-uh. I'm good. You know, and he'll have little spots where he's like, that was crazy. And, the, and when he's saying it, he'll, like, hug me, and then he'll try to talk about it. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. You almost died this week. Like, it's insane. So, uh, but he's great. He's on work restrictions until Monday. And then he'll be reviewed again. And then released fully back to work. There were two people with him in the vehicle. There were he was there was a driver and he was in the back. So he was the messenger and he had a driver in the cab of the how's truck. A dri- how's the driver? I don't think she's doing great, but she's. I mean, she's she's expected to survive, but she had very serious injuries. Should have been I just keep thinking of like that the person that got cut down with the wheels the other day and too bad on what was it seventy five or two eighty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I think that was the same day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why they're a lot of stuff in my all mind at together. Once. Yeah, weekend. Uh, I'm going to justify me being out of work and say that you have one more week to apply for the lottery, a TSA. Has a Jefferson come in? Are you allowed uh, to even say? I don't. I I don't know because I don't look at the applications. But you have one more week. The deadline to apply is January 27th, and if you're even contemplating it I suggest you do it because we're taking more kids we're taking 20 more kids per grade so we're taking like the most applicants we've ever done Mm -hmm. so you have a better chance 
but the deadline is next Friday. They have um, open office hours on Tuesday from 4 to 6 if you need help with your application or if you have questions or anything like that. Beverly, who's our enrollment coordinator, will be at the school between 4 and 6 on Tuesday. But make sure everything is in by Friday so that you get in the lottery. If there is... I know you have plans tomorrow night. What are they? I have plans tonight and tomorrow night. What's tonight? My first love, Andrew, his artwork was selected to be displayed at BGSU's art gallery and his showing slash ceremony is this evening. So I'm going to take him flowers and congratulate him on his artwork. I know it might be still my little heart, my seven-year-old nephew. And tomorrow is Kendra Smith. It's her birthday party at Toll House. So Thomas and I are going to go out and um, have a couple of drinks with her and celebrate her birthday. If there is, tomorrow would be the ideal day to, to make me go to Ikea because... Of course it would. My normal my normal weekend plans are shifted because I'm going to Stewart's house tomorrow night to watch the Eagles game. That's right, Stuart. What are you getting so, from Ikea? Well, she's wanted to go for uh, Ikea for weeks. But I have, if, yeah. Oh. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to a dance competition. What time? We're 7 a.m. till, I don't know. We're at. In Michigan. Hmm. With Morgan Melkert? Yep. And then Ursula? St. Ursula, yeah. Okay. So if you want to do something. I want to go to Ikea, though. I want to sleep, honestly. Dude, okay. me too. The sun needs to come out because I am dying over like, here in the seasonal depression. Ashamed of myself at how long I sleep on Saturdays and Sundays. Like, even I am like, girl. It doesn't matter that you don't have kids. Get out of your bed. And No, I'm- you can have kids. I can't wake my kid up in the morning. <laughs> I go, I open the door, I flip the light on, she goes, eh, and she rolls over. I can't my two-year-old won't get out of bed. It's, Even Pete is like, do we have to get up? It's just because you're doing it. She'd get up for Josh. No, she does it for Josh too. Hilarious. She does not want to get up. I she just, will sleep all day. I am a I am a don't sleep the day away kind of person. And I've been sleeping my mornings in I, like Because early what are you gonna do? It's crappy outside. I, I'm rubbing off on you. Do, can I do you want to know exactly how my thing goes? I okay, yes. What do you mean your thing? His day his weekends. Why, why I vanish. So well, it's yeah. usually Friday lately because I'm not working with Matt anymore Saturdays. I go home, I flip my switch on, I start drinking, <laughs> I play several hours of switch. What do you drink? What's your what's your what do you do? Old fashions. Candy cane vodka. So I stop at the carryout. <laughs> Bitch, please. Stop he goes to the carryout. <laughs> stop at the carryout where the two ladies from there are from Philadelphia. Oh, so. nice. Boone's Farm? Is that what you're saying? Noelle. Noelle. If you tell Noelle. me you walk out of there with, <laughs> with a six pack of wine coolers. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to edit that. because. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. So I, I love get, it. I get two. I get two. Uh, I get a lime Rita and a strawberry Rita. Who are you? And a Heineken. And I go home and I start drinking, playing my Switch. Um, I order pizza. I keep playing my Switch. When I, if I finish those, I have some whiskey. Around midnight or one, I flip on a movie. Around four, I might watch a second movie, and then I go to bed. And then I wake up. Around noon, I eat what was not eaten out of the pizza, and go back to bed until Sunday. I mean, so I can't. I I have to. Be active. I have to do something. Like, I have to. And I'm not a sleep the day away kind of person. So I'd like to be up and out of my bed with a plan by, like, 9 or 9.30. And and lately, it's been, like, 10.30 and 11. 
and I'm like, who the fuck am I? Because it's crappy. What is, what is going on? Alex, do better, when the we- you bum. When the weather's <laughs> nice, I'm like, sky's the limit. Let's yeah. go. Like, I'm ready. When it's like this, I'm like, get out of bed for what? Also, Lima Rita's, excuse me, the amount of sugar. Gross. I'm not shaming you, but like I don't do Rita's anymore because I was literally so bloated I couldn't wear my jeans like that, anymore. That diabetes. shit is and that, like what? That, that shit is. You drink all three of those at the same time? Not great. Not great. And by the way, I love your brother's Philadelphia accent. That was a choices. compliment. I quite love it. Tell him to send me a um uh, what are those videos called that you pay people? Uh, uh, I know uh, you're talking uh, about, but I can't think of it. Cameo. Cameo. Send me a cameo. Look, as you know, and you will make fun of me, like, my diet during the week is super rigid. So give me my my Friday and Saturday. Your diet is lettuce, chicken, plain chicken, and apples. There's usually a marinade on it. He likes stir fry. Haven't made that in forever. Really? But then you're going to go to a carry-out and get two sugary margaritas. and Yeah, get like a... Not enough taste. You know, skinny Rita. Add add tequila to it and lime juice. No, that doesn't make you sick. Like you don't feel sick after that. No, I I don't even get like a four loco for me. I cannot. I couldn't. I couldn't even drink one one without being like. (laughs) My fear is like. I'm the only person that buys these things anymore. Like, they very well could stop making them, and I will be... You and 20-year-old girls. Nationally looking at the at the, um, at the the data. Who's Eric Chase from right. Toledo? <laughs> Thank have, you for keeping this, our business alive. We have this one village carryout that is booming. arena business nowhere else. People wonder why we're, like, the... the Test market for uh, these Eric Chase drinks. is why we're the test market. And his name is Eric Chase. I, was just, I don't know if it was Bud Light. It might have been Bud or whatever. It was one of the bigger companies. I remember 10 years ago, they, before we went into White Claw craziness, <laughs> it was, and now we're kind of back to these canned mixed drinks. It was one of the major companies. Mike's Hard? No, 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 no. no. Um, it was, they made canned like hurricanes. Um, like the New Orleans mm-hmm. drinks mm-hmm. and some because I like the fruity shit. Hey, uh, some people eat ass. I like fruity least, shit. <laughs> like, at least go like one mile down the road to that liquor store. I do. I, that's where I get the whiskey. I just imagine old man Chase like walking up to these young kids. Like, could you imagine at Bash at the Bay and he's walking up to these young kids like, "Hey guys, want a lime margarita?" And he like very David Spade like. Or I don't drink him outside my house. What a margarita. What a sight. A lime arena. You drinking a strawberry Rita. We love you. Eating your, your Mama Mary's. Uh, it's been salute lately. Oh, they fucked up the order last week. Really? Is it good? I haven't tried it yet. The 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 ultimate bread is magnificent. Yeah. The pizza's mm. fine. Their salads I, taste like dirt. I almost mm. want to get like Don't get a sa- you don't like get a literally salad like from they a got, pizza place. Not like dirt like bad, like dirt like they just pulled it from the ground no, and I'm not wash surprised. It you don't get salad from a pizza place. What are like you thinking? Preschool's eating dirt, dirt. Okay, no. Sorry, go ahead. All right. No, we're Anyways. done. It's gone. It's been too long. Bye bye.